1: From famous pet experts and best selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a on fur flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your Obehave Behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore.
0: Welcome to the O Behave show on Pet Life Radio. Woof! So just how well do you speak dog? Now, are you 100% sure to approach a dog wagging his tail? Now, and oh my gosh, if your dog did get sprayed by a skunk, whoo, should you reach for tomato juice? And what actually are gossip hounds? Is this a new breed of dog? You know, we got a lot of questions here, but fortunately we have the canine answer man on our show, and he has written a Uh new book aptly called How to Speak Dog. A Guide to Decoding Dog Language. I want you all to give a big pause and applause to one of Dog's best friends, veterinarian and president of the San Diego Humane Society, and a good friend of mine, Dr. Gary Weitzman, and welcome to the show, Dr. Gary.
2: Uh, thank you, Arden. Really love happy. So happy to be here talking to you. I said, uh, oh, because all those being the answer person, it's
0: a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think you can handle it, though. I think you can handle <laughs> okay. it. Okay. You know, folks, this man has done a lot of good for many, many dogs and cats and other critters coast to coast, and I, I just didn't even know when he had found time to write a book, and I pawed through the pages last night. And I have a lot of them thumbtags, so we're going to have some fun on this show. Okay. We have to pay okay, for this show. Good. You know how that goes, right, Dr. Gary? We have to pay for this show. I do. I do. So everybody, sit and stay. We'll be right back after we take this commercial break.
1: Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. OBEHAVE is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore.
0: Welcome back to the OBEHAVE show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is veterinarian Gary Weissman. He is the president of the San Diego Humane Society and author of a book I just thoroughly enjoy. I actually pawed through the pages with it last night with my two, Chipper and Cleo. The book's called How to Speak Dog A Guide to Decoding Dog Language. It's published by National Geographic and you gotta give a little shout out, Doctor Gary. You had a, a co author, Eileen Alexander Newman Wow, that's a yeah, big Yeah, Aileen. Name.
2: Aileen. <laughs> Aileen. It is a big name. Yeah. <laughs> she's a great educator. Uh, she's been working with Netgeo for years. And this is well, just one of our first collaborations together. And she was an absolute pleasure and an incredible researcher and writer.
0: Well, I looked at the back. Oh, my gosh. You got a pup posse. I'm looking at all the people behind the scenes from National Geographic Society that had a paw in making this book. And, folks, yeah. this is a great book from many, many aspects. I like the design, the layout. It's very beckoning. And there's some, I call them, hey, Mabel's, Dr. Gary, like, oh, hey, that? Mabel, what is
2: that? <laughs> did you
0: know that? That's a call to hey, Mabel. Oh, cool. You sit over okay. the fence and go, hey, Mabel. So let's get right into it. Hey, Mabel, I mean, Dr. Gary, <laughs> why am I not using tomato juice on a skunk sprayed dog? That blew my mind.
2: Oh, it's so funny to talk to you about that because I know, Arden, that you know all the answers. <laughs> oh, but don't you know, do it <laughs> is funny. How many how yeah. many people think that? You know, you and I hear it all the time. Let's go get some I mean, what are we trying to do? Make bloody Marys out of our dogs after <laughs> so they get skunked? And and it never happens. It's only at two o'clock in the morning, right? So oh, yeah. first of all, who's got who's got tomato juice? And secondly, who wants to start dealing with that at two o'clock in the morning? So there's stuff out there that you can buy that's actually that makes it very easy with some, you know, mixed results and we all know the names. Them skunk off, and there's things like all sorts of different things at Petco and PetSmart and and other pet stores. But you know, the best thing to use I found and. Have you ever had to deal with this? Did you, any of your animals ever get skunked? No,
0: I am so fortunate. Now, after this show so today, I think, I think Chipper, my 60-pound husky golden retriever, is going, Hmm, I think I'm going to get into a little skunk off. Oh,
2: oh, it's so funny. You know, a couple nights ago, I was sitting outside with my dogs. It was dark. It was about 11 o'clock, and I heard some noise. I thought it was a kid on the street coming up the street. And then all of a sudden, marching right around onto my <laughs> sidewalk and then right up to the front door where I was sitting. I mean, my two dogs were with me was Pepe Le Pew. And oh all I God. thought was, okay, I know what the recipe is, but I don't want to do it. So he just <laughs> slowly backed away. <laughs> but the recipe, the recipe is easy. It's uh, peroxide lemon juice. And well, I always say Dawn dishwashing detergent, but probably any dishwashing detergent can work. But dawn has been known to be incredibly effective at this. And we even use it a lot in rescues of seabirds, you know, who, mm-hmm. who have been trapped in oil. But that's probably the best you, you, I think you
0: had a dash of baking soda too, I believe.
2: Oh and baking soda, right. And baking soda too, because yes, you, you need something to neutralize the acid of a lemon. Those are the best four ingredients you can have on hand. I would say the proportions can be a little funny sometimes, but if you can't remember them, then equal parts of all four is absolutely fine.
0: So let's just and run it down because it we don't from. yeah, we don't want America stinking up the airways. So folks, he's mentioning yes. hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> yes. Lemon juice, uh, kind of Dawn dishwater soap, and baking soda. Now, this is yeah. not a recipe or permission for you to go have your dogs be looking for skunks, right? But, you know, like no, happens. No,
2: no. No, don't, don't <laughs> test it. Don't test the recipe. And actually, now that I think about it, did I actually add lemon juice to this thing? It doesn't need lemon juice. That's well, yeah, you did. And I was like, Mary.
0: but you got yeah, the DBM you. under okay. your, after your name. But it is a, hey, it's hey, a thanks, triple thanks. trio. Hydrogen peroxide. I'm probably thinking of a cocktail
2: party more than, more than that. Yeah. Okay, so everybody. Just with Dawn? Party at Doctor
0: Gary's <laughs> house after the show. There you go. No, it's hydrogen <laughs> peroxide, Dawn dishwater, soap, and baking soda. Let's make sure. But that's it. Let's that's get it. into. You do many things. I love listening to your radio show. We do have to give a shout out to that to the Animal House. I'm laughing because of the poor kitty that is suffering from PTSD because of a kitchen blender. You dealt with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, tell us a little bit really about. It's
2: really amazing, your... though, isn't it? How much they do suffer. Oh, these, yeah. these poor guys. You and know, and in a lot silence. of it comes from misunderstanding, you know, and us not understanding them, them not understanding us and our gestures and our, and our, you know, what we do. And that's what the book is about.
0: I know this book is all about dog, but you know a lot of, about a lot of different species. So let's back up the bus. How did you get approached by National Geographic Society to author this book? Well, I've actually
2: worked with Netgeo uh, a number of times when I was in Washington, D.C. because I, I ran the shelter out there and had the Animal House radio show. So they contacted me thinking maybe I could offer something of value and started with a book a couple years ago, just really like two years ago, called Everything Dogs. And then this one came up as an idea last year, How to Speak Dog. Um, we're going to follow up with How to Speak Cat in a few months, I hope. But um, it just came out of a natural sort of evolution from the radio show, because so much in the five years we've done the public radio show, a lot of the same questions come up. But more than that, the same themes come up, that people misunderstand what their dog is saying, what their dog wants. And, you know, the whole key is really to have a better understanding. We want, wanted this book to be kind of like um, taking the Rosetta Stone class in, you know, Dog 101. So a lot of it people will know, and a lot of it will still make people wonder, wow, why didn't I know that before? You know, Arden, it's really funny. You know us at the Humane Society pretty well, and you're a, right. an incredible friend to us here at the Humane Society. We have a big, big, big staff, You know, almost 300 people. They're trained professionals in so many different areas, from behavior to veterinary medicine to animal caretaking. And I pass the manuscripts out to nearly everybody so that we could actually get some feedback on, am I on, off the wall on some of my thoughts here? Is there a better way to do something? And, you know, every one of us got something out of the book. So what started off as a book for kids, It ended up morphing into something that I think is far more than that.
0: It is actually a book for the kid and all of us. And, you know, you had such refreshing comparisons, analogies, examples, and the way the book is put together, and that's a salute to all the -the behind-the-scenes. You can just grab any page, and you're taking quizzes and tests. But the one thing I think that is really refreshing is when you were speaking about body talk, you said, you know what, why don't you think of, you know, dogs as actors? And when you're watching TV next time, just purposely put the mute button on and try to determine what the actors are doing by their body language. That was such a great comparison. So can you flush that out a little bit? Well, yeah. I
2: mean, it's just... I marvel at them. I mean... I love these creatures. They're just the most perfect thing, I think, (laughs) that was ever made in every way. I mean, yeah, there's problems understanding what they want, and they misbehave just like we do. But, hey, they don't start wars, you know, and they don't do things like that. But I think for me what's so cool is how much they get out of absolute silence. My dogs know what my mood is before I even figured it out and that, you know, I'll be driving, they'll know that if I'm in a good mood on my way to work. Of course, I have to be in a good mood going to the Humane Society, but (laughs) if I'm not not, or there's traffic on, on the 805 or something like that, then they know. It's just amazing what they can pick up silently. And then the other side of that, and you and I both know this, we can look at them and know a whole lot about what is going on in their heads. A whole lot. We know if they're happy. We know if they're stressed. We know if they want something. You know, they're not masters of subtlety in a lot of ways, right? No, I think (laughs) uh, canines put
0: the C in (laughs) candid, you know. And you you do have a nice, I love the doggy demeanor section. It's kind of in the back end, listeners. And I'm just going to be bold. I forgot to ask you, please, Dr. Gary, is there any way we can give a couple of these books autographed and away and we'll uh, will dash out to a couple of winners? Would you guys be willing oh, to read sure. that up? Can. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll put it sure. in my newsletter too, the Ardmore Knows Pets. So when we get the winners' names, we'll work with your people and give them the person's name and their dog's name and maybe some of the kind folks at National Geographic can uh, dash off a couple of signed books to these lucky winners and we'll name oh, the winners course, and all of that. Course. Okay? And but anyway, we'll help uh, their dogs. But the doggy demeanors section in the back, I mean, you're really, really helping people out, figuring out calm and relaxed from aggressive, from curious, you know, it goes on and on. But I think you nailed something right there. Dogs aren't, they're very candid. It's just sometimes we're human and we're tripping yeah. up on the communication signals.
2: Oh, yeah. tell me all the time between ourselves and with the animals and with the entire world? Never, Let's not even start with how we deal with cats and how we misunderstand Meow. what they're
0: doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: you hear all the time. I do all the time on the radio and as well as in clinics, you know, that my cat is mad at me or my dog is getting even <laughs> with me for bringing out my suitcase. They don't do that. People no. do that. You have to realize <laughs> what their motivation is. And it's really really to have the relationship that they really were promised by us. And that's really what the book's about. It's how, how to recognize their what their needs are, how to make them work with our needs. And then, you know, there's one thing in the etiquette part you just brought up, you know, how not to be rude, because there's things right? that we had no idea that we're doing that dogs perceive as rude. I mean, well, let's go them, with the hug. You know, and yeah. Let's go with
0: the bear yeah. hug. It's unbearable for dogs, right? Unless they It's really, unbearable really for me not to do
2: a bear hug on my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how does yeah? How do you reconcile those two issues? But yeah, you're right. In some dogs, in probably generically all dogs do not like to be hugged or smothered or like that. They do not. They they lose control. They don't like to have their legs restricted. Dogs don't like to have their paws touched naturally. Now, some dogs, of course, get used to it and are very good with it. Some dogs will let everybody hug them. They're very good with it. But naturally, that's not their comfort zone. You know, they'd much rather that we lay down next to them or pat the sofa for them to come sit with us and watch Breaking Bad or whatever we're watching on TV. <laughs> watching <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's it. Or dog TV. We can shout out yeah. to them but no they don't really want to be hugged and smothered but they'll do it because they love us and they get used to it and i'm really thankful they do because i love hugging dogs but you well, have to realize you have got to teach the kids not to do
0: yeah. it you've got to wait for them to give you the permission and that right. you have a trust build up i think uh two dogs that get great hugs answer to the name of jake and betty i love this dog's name yeah. betty what's the last name <laughs>
2: Betty Crocker, of course. I'm what of other course. Betty could there be? Uh, Betty Grable, I guess. There's probably a few others, but yeah, we named Betty Crocker that because she was used in uh, our human education programs in Washington D.C. to help get kids in the inner schools, you know, used to used to uncomfortable with pit bulls. And Betty's the sweetest. you have her. Betty's yeah. the sweetest dog on earth, and she's a great ambassador for the pit bull. But that's my two kids, uh, and they're they're a handful. And every day of my life is better because I have them.
0: I call pit bulls. I have a nickname. I call them meaty cheeks because when they smile, they got the biggest meaty cheeks. Oh yeah, and they, yeah they used to be no, fanny dogs, right? Definitely.
2: Yes, they yeah. did. They, and they, they have quite a history with us. And there's an incredible bond between humankind and pit bulls. And, you know, it's unfortunate the way things have turned on them. And it's our fault. Mm-hmm. So, and you know that most of our challenges in animal sheltering are because of the bully breeds. And there's too many that are being relinquished and not raised well and not raised with the love and kindness that they deserve. And also with cats, of course. So, those mm-hmm. are the two breeds that we're the most challenged with.
0: We're speaking with Dr. Gary Weitzman. He is the president of the San Diego Humane Society. He's also a veterinarian and he's also a radio show host of the Animal House. And Let me take another breath. He has (laughs) co-authored a great new book called How to Speak Dog, A Guide to Decoding Dog Language. And we are fortunate enough, listeners, that he's given away not one, but two autographed copies. So I want you to send an email to Arden at Four-Legged Life, and we will pick the 25th and 100th email and send us your details, and we will dash them out to the good people at National Geographic who produced this book, and you will get his autograph and have it personalized and we'll get more details on that but the clue you need to tell me is you have to say speak dog in the subject header and we will get all that information to dr gary we're gonna be talking more to him about this book and life at the san diego humane society but we've got to take a quick break so sit stay good listeners we'll be right back
1: time for a walk on the red carpet of course Talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com.
2: Hi, this is Ed Woods the Swampman on Nat Geo Wild. You're listening to Arden Moore on OBehave Show on Pet Life Radio.
1: We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBehave. Here's Arden.
0: Welcome back to the OBH show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Dr. Gary Weissman is in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm very excited <laughs> oh, he to hear He did not do that. <laughs> anyway, he not only wrote this book with Aileen Alexander Newman, but for all you feline fans out there, be patient. How to Speak Cat is in the works. And I don't think you've met my cat, Ziki, yet, Dr. Gary, but I think you know her backstory. And she's the country's only pet first aid feline instructor. And she yep. just became certified by the former Delta Society, which is now called Pet Partners. And I need to work with you because she wants to go to schools and some VA hospitals because she survived a knifing. And we want to help out the wounded warriors. And this cat will go anywhere, meet anyone, any dog, any cat, as long as you have turkey.
2: Oh, there you go. That's her currency, yeah.
0: yeah. So I Mm -hmm. hope you get a chance to meet her, but she's actually dashing to North Carolina with me later this month. I'm giving the keynote speak on uh, perfecting the art of reinvention for the Pet Sitters International, and Ziki has kind of a following. So she's just telling you if you need any insights into the feline mystique, if you bring some turkey, she might help you with your book.
2: Oh, that sounds great. We'll put her right in it. I probably would love to have her story go into the book.
0: It's an amazing story. The fine folks in Dallas, after someone had skinned her, a little old lady named Edwina, on a fixed income, gave $1,000 to the veterinary clinic to help save her life, and she went through hydrotherapy, everything. And the backstory is we were trying to find who this Edwina was after I adopted her, and I worked with my veterinarians at the Melrose Clinic, we really brought her back. I mean, seriously, she was in bad shape. And we found Edwina in Texas, a trip I made with Ziki, and we were able to give her flowers, and she got to hug Zeki. And this 78-year-old lady is wearing a Mickey Gilly T-shirt, and she's oh, hilarious. No. And she's like, oh, my little girl, when I saw you before, you weren't looking so good. But now, oh, my gosh, you're beautiful. And at oh, that moment, Zeki just did her little headbutt with her. So, I feel this was a highlight of our 2013 was we got to thank the woman who saved Zeke so Zeke can help others. So, am I making you cry yet?
2: Yeah, that'll work. (laughs) (laughs) That will work. All right, well, let's
0: get back to this book. You have some really fun facts, and one of them, you got me, you talk about when a dog is really, really wet and they do that shake Talk about how fast they get rid of that water! Beans. Even more
2: interestingly, is who on earth did this research? <laughs> no, I was you, about how that. How do you count how fast it takes for a dog to get dry? I don't know what the criteria were, but you know the nice thing about working with National Geographic is they've got access to you know the best research, the best photography, the best layout staff in the world, and yes. you know I don't question them when they say that there's a fact. So um, <laughs> basically, they asked if this was plausible, and it certainly is. I'll take their word for it. But you know, what it said is a dog can actually shake itself dry in under 40 seconds. But of course, it depends on the dog. Under 40 seconds but the one less than a second? Wait a minute, and, wait a minute. Yeah, and, I think you said no, 40, 40 like was- seconds. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, in less, Well, some can in a, in a second. Some can take up to 40 seconds. I don't know if we had all those details in with that tip, but um, they can do it very quickly. And it's actually pretty amazing. But the point of the shaking wasn't that dogs do it to dry themselves. They do it to shake off stress, excitement, anxiety, being geared up. I wish people could do that that well. You know? I mean, I think it would help us all if we could do that, shake off some of the daily stress. But that's what dogs shake for. And it's kind of neat. I mean, they can just really reset themselves. And I think that, I, that would be a really handy thing to be able to do.
0: And the other thing is we like to greet our dogs. We know, you know, you you really get into the tail. And there's this great image that uh, National Geographic provided when you get into the book early on. It's a two-page spread. It's across both pages. What is a dog? And it just goes through each part, the tail, the muzzle, the ears, the eyes, the whole thing. But what was also very good to know is when you go up to a dog you haven't met and you see the dog raise one of their front paws, Please tell us, good Dr. Gary Weitzman, what's the best doggy etiquette for us to do when that dog does that?
2: Yeah, don't grab the paw how's that yeah. for just simple answer yeah, yeah you know dogs do that we can train them to do it we and pretty much we all do train our dogs to to give their paw and they understand it. they understand that it's just a signal to get a treat or to get affection from us but really what they're doing naturally is submitting and that's what the raising of the paw is it's almost like what did we write in the book that it's almost like a, a royal gesture that you're raising yes. your paw to the or something like that but it really is a gesture of submission and when a dog does that they're making themselves vulnerable because they can't run away that easily they he can't go on the offensive so we should recognize it for that so please 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 do not grab that dog's paw that's not what he's asking for he's just and asking we, for your attention and affection
0: and before we go we do have to answer a question because this was in the intro what the heck are gossip pounds and i know what i'm talking about but you know when we go on a walk with our dog and it's sniff 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 sniff, sniff, sniff we're like come on pee pee and you're yeah. like no yeah. they're they're working aren't they they're working, Gather. yeah. They're working. They've got tons of
2: scent receptors in their noses, in the back of their mouths, tons of storage capacity for smell in their brains, and they are working. They're picking up the entire history of the universe on that walk, and it's absolutely positively unnatural them not to do that. And if you ask your dog not to sniff when he or she is going for a walk, you're really setting yourself up for anxiety with that animal. So by all means, prepare yourself. If you're (laughs) going for a walk to go to the bathroom, plan on 10 minutes. It's not going to kill you.
0: No. And I I love it. You said the information they get is like reading a Facebook news feed. So there you go. Let's look at from the dog standpoint. (laughs) You know, they don't have thumbs to text, but boy, that nose knows, doesn't it?
2: That knows to us. Absolutely. It knows a lot.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm delighted that we have had Dr. Gary Weitzman. He is the veterinarian of the San Diego Humane Society. I live here in the San Diego area. I gotta tell you, he has made the San Diego Humane Society just become a major, major, great entity in our county and beyond. I've worked with Dr. Gary. I got to judge a pit bull beauty contest with him to help raise adoptions. He's very creative. Yeah, he's very creative. But he gets things done. He's got a lot of great programs going on over there. I hope you would go to sdhumane.org after the show. I also urge you to get your paws on How to Speak Dog, a guide to decoding dog language produced by National Geographic and authored by the good Dr. Gary Weitzman and Aileen Alexander Newman. We're giving away two of them to the 25th and 100th person who emails Arden at Four-Legged Life with the code word Speak Dog. And he will autograph them for you. Maybe his dogs, Betty and Jake, will also put their paw prints. Canada, hey, we'll get Kate. paw prints, sure. All right, that's true. And then listen to him on the Animal House. And just go to AnimalHouse.org. And I have heard his show. It's great. He's been doing it for five years. He answers a lot of great questions. He has a lot of common sense. And he's a veterinarian. So, Dr. Gary, is there anything else you'd like to add before we bid adieu?
2: No, you know, just support your local shelters and go visit the uh, central characters for the book. They need some homes and definitely need some attention.
0: Well, you did a great job. It's a
2: pleasure to talk to you, dear friend. Really loved it.
0: All right. Well, you did well, man. You did well. And (laughs) at this time, (laughs) I also want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. Pet Life Radio is the place to tune in when you want to learn about dogs, cats, horses, and others. We have more than 6 million listeners on our network. So come on, let's pump it up. Let's get to 10 million. So go to petliferadio.com for more details. And I'm so glad that Dr. Gary had been on our show. This man rocks. He really does. He is not just talking it, he's really making a difference. So I am both honored and delighted that he could be a guest on our show. So Art, until you're gonna make next you blush. time. I'm going to make you blush on the air.